0: folks, this is Vince Ellis with another edition of Preaching Pistons, and for this episode, we have a first. For the first time since I started doing this thing, I guess, probably around January, I guess, probably was the first one. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong about that, uh, but an uh, like actual Pistons player is joining me for this podcast, and that player is Reggie Bullock. What's up, Reggie? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So tell me. How was your summer?
1: Uh, summer was well. I um, Spent a lot of my summer in North Carolina with my son, with my family. Uh, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, spent a little time in L.A. before we actually went out there as a team to do a little training. Um, that's pretty much it. That's-
0: you know, sometimes you hear about players taking exotic vacations mm-hmm. and stuff, a getaway. You know, people tell me you know, about going to the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. or – Uh, You know, just somewhere nicer, maybe somewhere nice European vacation. Did you do anything like that this summer? Um, I took a trip with um, some college friends.
1: Uh, We went to uh, Croatia for Yacht Week. Okay. It was fun, spent some time with some college friends and and just enjoyed it. That was my one exotic trip of the summer. Um, Other than that, I was just
0: traveling around in the States, Miami, Atlanta, L.A. Okay, you know, uh, the funny thing about Croatia is – Someone just told me that they actually spent time there, and they hit a couple spots, but Croatia was a really beautiful country. People don't think about Croatia right. as necessarily a getaway. Mm-hmm. So what were your impressions of Croatia? I mean, it was great. I mean, I loved the water. I love, you know, the scene,
1: um, the people. Uh, it, it was good. I mean, it was first class, my whole experience while I was in Croatia. Um, but it's definitely a beautiful vacation spot to take somebody or be with family and my college friends founded and asked me to join them, and that's what I did.
0: And yacht week, so I'm assuming there were a lot of yachts on yes. on the on water? water.
1: Yes, um, have raft parties all tied up in a circle. Um, jump in the water, and just you know, hop from yacht to yacht to yacht. Wow. Uh, sit in the middle with floaties, you know, just enjoy time with friends.
0: Cool, cool, cool. That sounds like a pretty cool vacation. Um, but the reason I invited or asked you uh, to join me today was. Something else happened this summer. You know, uh, you were guests on the FS1 TV show, and you pretty much bared your soul over the 2014 murder murder of your transgender sibling, Mia mm-hmm. Henderson, who was born Kevin Long. Yes. Uh, I was struck by the outpouring of well wishes, wishes mm-hmm. you received on Twitter over the next several days. Yeah. Uh, you were retweeting uh, some of the positive mm-hmm. messages that you received from various people around the country. So I guess speak to the response you uh, got from the country mm-hmm. when you went on there and pretty much told the story of the pain that you went through with you and your family. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a tough situation.
1: Um, like you said, she was born Kevin Long. She passed away as Mia Henderson. Um, that's my sister, so I don't even claim that I have two brothers and two sisters anymore. I have three sisters and one brother. Um, she was very close to me. It was... Um, Obviously, one of the closest people that was to me and my family. It was an older sibling of mine, um, and to have someone lose a person like that so close to him over a s- crazy, a crazy uh, murder, um, it was just tough for me to swallow. But you know, I, I pretty much stand up for you know the LGBT community. Um, I support them. Um, I feel like no hatred should be done against anybody that's in the LGBT community. Um, and that's just my right for me to stand up for my sister, and that's the life that she chose
0: to live, and I just stand up for her. Sure. Um, was there anything about the outpouring of support you got that may have surprised you, or maybe there was some special message that someone mm-hmm. sent out to you that may have stuck with you during that time um, when you pretty much, you know, I mean, people knew of it, but that right. seemed like they really put it front and yeah. center when you went on a television show. This.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, when I went up there, obviously it was a message for me to get out to the, to the world of something that... Happened to me that was obviously a sens- senseless murder, um, and I got a lot of, you know, great messages back. You know, the MB, uh, PA, you know, they willing to, you know, embrace me and help me join the the walk or the walk of faith. Pretty much just doing anything to support my sister. Um, I got a lot of messages from, you know, family and friends. Just being able to put that message out there and stand up for my sister um, over uh, uh, pretty much a hatred crime. So I got a lot of great messages back. So I was obviously surprised of how many people actually impacted, and
0: I got good things from it. So it was all well. Well, uh, you know, obviously I follow you, and I. It was at like least several days you were getting uh, people reaching out to you. So I was so has even has it even continued up till now from yeah. that uh, from yeah. that time.
1: Yeah, I um, actually you know had time to you know meet different people from the LGBT community. That's um, Pretty much the spokesman of the LGBT community and in, um, in LA, um, I went around there with my agency. You know, got to be able to talk with them on how to you know just come out and you know talk about it publicly. Um, so just getting great messages for those from those type of people and just supporting me the whole way. So it was
0: good. You know, before the Pistons acquired you, I guess would have been uh, it would have been almost a year um, June, July, around um, 2015. Um, had you really spoken much publicly about what you went through before that um, television appearance, this
1: um, no. Other than just when it happened. I mean, obviously, you know, the thing that hurt me the most is they didn't say they didn't put my sister's name first. They didn't put Mia Henderson first. It was Reggie Bullock's sibling, ah, and that's 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 just crazy to me for somebody to be able to write a message like that. And it just it should have obviously been. Mia Henderson, a sister of Reggie Bullock.
0: Dwayne Wade went through that similar thing with that right. where he said it bothered him mm-hmm. that yeah, when his family member was killed in Chicago this summer, yes. it was Dwayne Wade's relative right. and not his... I, I, can't, I can't remember what her exact uh, relationship to him right. was to him. I think it was a cousin, maybe. Right. I can't remember, but don't quote me on that. But uh, So you felt this remember, similar that it should have been... focused should have been on oh, her and yeah. not you. Yes, definitely should have been on her. I mean, obviously...
1: That's a sibling of mine, but the whole message, the whole support should have been around, you know, me Mia Henderson. It shouldn't have been anything. Obviously, I could talk about it publicly, but I don't think it should have been surrounded by me. I feel like her name should have been there, and I should have just spoke on it like I did, obviously. But that was just the part that hurt me, you know, when they say NBA, basketball player, Reggie Bullock, sibling, you know. I just don't get into those type of things, but um, – I just wanted to be able to put a message out there to be able to, you know, just speak for my sister.
0: Sure. Um, you're a North Carolina guy. You to North Carolina? Yes. Where, where, where you were born. Um, I actually lived in Asheville, mm-hmm. North Carolina yeah. for four years. And, I, and North Carolina is a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed my time there. Right. But there is a conservative element mm-hmm. to that state, if, as you can see by the transgender law right. that recently passed. Were you uh, always accepting of, you know, the gay, lesbian, transgender stuff, or was that something that you kind of had to, like, get, educate yourself about?
1: I definitely had to educate myself about it, but obviously growing up in a household with a sibling that, you know, pretty much was a part of that community, I had to, you know, just catch it on the run. I never disrespected her. I never disrespected her friends. Um, the, the main message that I got from my sister is that she was just happy to live her life. You know what I'm saying? She was uh, She was just... Yeah, like I said, she was just happy. She taught me, you know, she don't care. if, if it's a, I can tell a person is strong if they can hear all these hatred things about, you know, the gays and, you know, everything, the lesbians and all that, and still be happy in your life and go around and just know that whatever you think I may be, I'm not that deep down. So that was the biggest message I got from my sister.
0: Mm. So uh, you were there for her when she went through her struggles with mm. being um, – the, the snide comments, right. the discriminatory way people treated them. So you were there for her when she was going through that stuff.
1: Yes, definitely was there. Uh, my friends never disrespected me um, of having a sibling that way. Um, maybe it was just a respect off basketball in my sister. Sure, senior, sure. But uh, I was never one of those type of people to ever, you know, joan on somebody or joke on somebody about, you know, them being that way. As long as they was happy, that's all it's about.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Sure. Um, when you look at um, the issues surrounding um, the law in North Carolina, you know, evidently, you know, you're from North Carolina, mm-hmm. but you see the NBA decided to uh, move the All-Star game as a result of that law directed at transgender people. Mm-hmm. And you see the NCAA has even come in uh-huh. and moved some of their champs yeah. out of that uh, state. So what do you stand on that? Uh, what? Um, I'm not so – I'm not – I haven't done
1: so much um, – research on the actual law that's everything that's going on sure but for that to happen and for our state to be that way i mean it's, i really don't have a response on it but i mean i just think that as long as a person is happy on who they are as a person they should be respected and be able to live in this country without you know if 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 my sister if my sister deep down think thought that she was a woman she should be able to go to the women's bathroom. And I just feel like that's, that's, who she, that's who she is deep down. I feel like she should be able to go to the
0: women's bathroom. Which also brings us to another issue, when you talk about these issues, that um, the whole idea of a player uh, coming out as gay, um, how do you think that would be received now in locker rooms? Now, it seems as if, um, I, I know for a fact, probably when I first started covering the NBA, uh, probably in 2008, 2009, it might not have went over so well, but yeah. it seems as if players are getting being more and more educated about these issues. So, what do you think would ha- happen if, like, if a, a player came out as gay right now? Um, it definitely, it definitely be an impact on
1: yeah. the NBA. It definitely sure. be an impact on a lot of people. Um, but obviously, I will have sometime. You know, sometime this year, I will obviously have a conversation with my teammates. Um, being able to, you know, just keep them abreast of what I'm going through. Um, how I'm trying to support my sister. Of I don't want to hear, you know, different slings or anything around a locker room because, you know, I had someone that way, and I, and I lost someone that way. And so I, was, I obviously had that conversation with some of my teammates and just keep them abreast, but, you know, a person is a person. A person is going to do and say what they want to do, and I just want to just let them know if you respect me as a teammate, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't say or do those things around me. If you respect my situation that I had going on, you wouldn't do those things around me. So I will obviously have
0: that conversation with my teammates sure. throughout so the season. Has that been one of those things that many people have said things in the past and just kind of kept quiet? Yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you do um, in your game day preparation or in your personal life or in your everyday walk of life where you make a point to uh, remember Mia? Or, uh, is there anything like, I don't know, you have her initials tattooed anywhere, anything like that that you have, a tattoo or anything that signifies, anything that you do for, to, um, to remember her?
1: I have it set right here. Um, obviously, that was her name when she was born i got I got it tatted right here on my arm I mean right here on my hand and pretty much that's my guy hand on shooting so I'd be able to you know see it but um that's that's one of the main things yeah sure
0: um what's you know that's an issue in our country right now um there's another issue in our country right now mm-hmm. uh will uh, just go ahead and say it? Mm-hmm. police brutality mm-hmm. um. Colin Ka- Kaepernick, mm-hmm. that's, he felt the need to do the National Anthem protest mm-hmm. uh, due to that fact. He wanted to bring attention and bring awareness to that. I guess um, this has become a political issue, kind of the transgender, gay, lesbian rights. But that's another transition mm-hmm. as a young black man. So what are your thoughts there on the uh, spread of these protests? Because more and more people mm-hmm. start to do them now during the National Anthem. Um
1: I respect everybody that's doing what they're doing. Obviously, I don't think, you know, going out breaking windows to businesses, people, businesses, and, and all that riding is, is the smartest thing to do. Um, but, you know, I've seen some yesterday, and I, I felt like um, Kevin Hart hit it right on the head. He was just like he just want to be able to see, you know, um, pretty much the police or, you know, whoever it is, just to stand up and say, you know, this, this is what has been going on. You know, somebody just from that police department to be able to speak up and just say, like, it's
0: wrong. What's going on? And I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Uh, you you think? Obviously, the NBA is kind of always, and even I saw where the NBA and the Players Association have already talked about mm-hmm. uh, some of the things about how they're going to handle if um, you know those national anthem protests spread to the NBA, which you would assume in a league that's predominantly black. There, they're mm-hmm. probably going to be someone decide to take up the cause. Um, so, I guess, do you expect? Players, all. have you guys talked about it already? Um, like, what you guys going to do about as far as, like, the National Anthem?
1: Um, as a group, nobody on my team has talked about it. as a group, what we're going to do about it. Um, you know, each, to each his own. Um, it's crazy what's going on. Um, Kaepernick standing up. But, obviously, we're on a level where we can obviously make an impact on, you know, decisions or, you know, try to somewhat make a movement move. Um... But me personally, I haven't thought about what I would do or anything. Um, I've seen a couple players, you know, throwing the, the Black black fist, black Lives Matter fist up or whatever, but that's cool to do. Maybe, you know, hit a three-pointer or something and do that. But, I mean, just little stuff like that. Sure, sure, sure. Well, Not Nothing personally of, you know, kneeling actually on that.
0: Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And it's obviously something that's still new for you guys, and I guess you guys got time to think about it anyway. And I'm quite sure you will talk about it and you will see – talk to the players' union. I'm quite sure you even talked to your coach about it. I'm quite sure Stan is a pretty yeah. politically uh, observant guy. Mm-hmm. He always he has an opinion about things and stuff yeah, too. Yeah. So I'm quite sure you got to discuss it. But uh, anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Ray's going to come back though one day, and he's going to convince me that I shouldn't be so close-minded about today's hip-hop. Uh, uh, yeah. But after last season, where your contributions were pretty vital to mm-hmm. the playoff push, what could we expect from you this year on the floor? Just,
1: you know, just trying to be more aggressive, trying to be more in- involved in the game, trying to, you know, just whatever unit I'm out there with or whatever I got to do to help my team win, that's what I'm willing to do. Um, obviously, I want to, you know, just play my game, keep it as simple as possible, but, you know, just try to
0: just be more of an impact player for the team to help us move forward. Beautiful, beautiful. I guess the goal of uh, the team is basically to uh, try to host the first-round game this year, or first-round playoff series, rather. Yes, sir. That's definitely the goal as a team. Um, we took a step We took
1: um, a step last year, and I feel like we got to take another step to even go even further this year.
0: All right. There you go. That's it, folks. Thanks to Reggie for joining us. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of Preaching Pistons. Check out the podcast at Freep.com or iTunes. Download Michigan.com's Pistons app, Pistons Extra. That's Extra with an X at the Apple App Store. See you at the Palace, guys.